The Mustang Morning News presents Diverse Voices, a podcast where we hear stories that you might not want to hear, but probably should unfiltered by teachers or administrators. In this episode, I talked to Sydney Burns and Serenity Thomas, who are both seniors, to reflect back on what it's like being Black at Maricosta. How comfortable do you feel or how welcome do you feel being one of the few people of color at our school? This is just awkwardly uncomfortable. Like, you're, on, you're the only person there in this type of skin. This is Serenity Thomas. And like, you're, you feel like an outsider, but you know, like, don't read too much into it because, you know, society tells you not to read too much into it, but you do. Like, that's just how you feel. You know what I'm saying? I would be more comfortable if I had other people that look like me in the classroom, but you know, I don't. And so I have to just relax about it and just go on about my day like another person. Yeah, I feel like there's, prob- there's probably nothing more awkward and sort of just weird than like not even just the first day of school when you walk into a classroom and you don't see anyone like you this is sydney burns but even further on into like the school year when you start talking about things maybe in your history class like racism or slavery and stuff like that or when you get to english junior year and you read huckleberry finn where you have this literature and these narratives that we're learning about in school and they have such like language and you know it's important and not saying that you know it shouldn't be something that's taught because it should be like, those are the important things that need to be like recognized, but it's just the, the idea where everyone's like staring at you. You talk about racism and slavery. And even, even if people aren't staring at you, there's always going to be that sort of like inherent, like tension in the room when you're like talking about racism or you're talking about slavery. And I feel like it's definitely gone better in the sense where the awkwardness is not like, you know, I feel like everyone's like grown up. We've all, um, (laughs) it's like sort of the thing where you're like looking around but we've all I feel like we've all grown up and there's like we're starting to have times where everyone's acknowledging what's going on and the hardships that people of color are going through and so not in a literal sense where everyone's like staring you dead in your eyes when you like bring up racism or slavery and everyone's like turns to the back of the classroom and you're the only black girl it used to be I'm not gonna lie there used to be times when people would be like giving you the side eye and it's just like that weird like tension that you can cut with a knife I would not necessarily say that there is racism at Costa I feel like there's this inherent racism everywhere like it's never gonna be something that you can get rid of especially if we have things like policies in place that like you know continue to disadvantaged people of color like it's always going to be there so it's not something that's like specifically on campus where you know there's people like saying the n-word whenever they want stuff like that and like waving confederate flags and all that like it's not in a literal sense like that but there definitely are times when you feel um not even discriminated against but just like like we were saying like that whole awkward feeling that like there's always going to be times like that yeah i agree i agree with sid do I speak up for myself if I feel some type of way about what this person just said to me or said in general, you know what I'm saying? So we censor ourselves. So like I was talking about like the whole history class thing where you start talking about racism and you start talking about slavery and you learn about the plight of African-Americans and all that. Um, And if your teacher asks you a question like, Oh, what do you think about this? What's your opinion on this? What do you like? What are your, what are your views? How do you see this? And nobody raises their hand. 
and then everyone's looking at you like why aren't you raising your hand you're you're black and everyone assumes like oh just because you you're black or you're african-american that you like you know everything that you're and that's the thing especially rosa parks when she (laughs) exactly like the people look to you And it's like, I feel like that's just a form of ignorance because it's like you're always looking to, for someone else or your black friends or your African-American friends to like, you know, tell you what's right or what's wrong. When I feel like it's in everyone's hands to, you know, educate yourself, take the initiative. I feel like it's a sense where you're like, we're pushed in a corner. It's this like idea where you don't want to fit into stereotypes. So let's just say, for instance, something Maybe you're in a class, someone says something hateful. I feel like you're pushing to a corner where it's like, do you say something? You're like, you fit the angry black woman. Yeah, you fit the angry black woman stereotype. And so it's like, do you speak out on stuff like that? Or do you keep yourself quiet? If you keep yourself quiet, what good are you doing for anybody else? You're allowing pe- people to remain ignorant and to remain uneducated. Especially going to Costa where it's a whole different environment. I went, grew up in like the Lawndale School District. It's our job to educate ourselves so that we can educate others. But sometimes we're always too scared to say what we think. But I don't think it should be our responsibility to educate other people. Like, you're making it known. You're giving them a reason to think about stuff. So if you change the narrative and you change the curriculum and the literature that you're learning, it's going to have an effect on how people view things, you know? I think that's kind of a hard question how do you help educate these people who may or may not want to be educated because mm-hmm. you can't ever force anyone exactly you can't force someone like we can have bsu every thursday if we wanted to but we can't force you to come we can have the black in the black history assembly every year but again it's not mandatory so we can't force you and it's like we're stuck <laughs> and i think we've just been stuck for this long time but some people like now that all this stuff is happening in the world like George Floyd and everything all the kills and stuff like that some people are actually getting up and actually doing something like with the protests and actually they want to see change just like we want to see change and we appreciate that you know what I'm saying and but we still have the people who don't want to see change and think everything is great the way it already is. And not even people who don't want to see change, but people who dismiss the fact that there is something wrong and that there is even a problem to begin with. When people say like silence is silence is just as bad and you know, not speaking up and not doing anything. Um, I think completely dismissing the fact and there are people who don't believe that there's things that is like systemic racism or that white privilege is a thing. And you know, not even getting into arguments, but there have been times when, you know, it's just, like I was saying earlier, like being put in that corner and like being stuck, like Serenity was saying, like you don't know what to do, whether or not you sit here and debate with this person about why white privilege is a thing and, you know, put yourself in those type of stereotypes or whether or not you just keep going about your day. And the thing is, is when choosing to keep going about your day, you're making yourself uncomfortable. People always assume, well, I can't go and protest. I can't, I don't have money to donate to these petitions or whatever and stuff like that. And so they think, well, instead, I'm going to post my black fist or, you know, the fist and then I'm going to post my black screen and I'm going to call it a day. And hopefully just the thought of the fact that, you know, I'm 
just the thought that I did something, hopefully that's enough. It's still good to see. And obviously you care somewhat, but it's the other things. It's standing up. It's using your voice. It's joining things like diversify your narrative at MBUSD and stuff like that and joining those type of things. If you can't sign a petition, if you can't donate, if you can't go and protest and march and stand with people like next to each other, you know, then use your platform, join things like that. Anything helps, like just stand, like stand up, use your voice, because it matters. It really, it truly does. I mean, especially in our community, like everyone calls it the bubble for a reason, because you step outside of Manhattan Beach and you're stunned by everything that's out there. Like I've had people tell me that Centennial is like the hood and stuff like that, like just basic things like that. And it's like, you changing the literature and you know changing that curriculum i think yeah it'll definitely help <laughs> i feel like some people are just scared as to coming to like bsu and stuff people are scared because they feel like we're going to we're going to put everything on them you know what i'm saying and i don't feel like that's not what we're trying to teach you we're trying to make it easier make it more comfortable for us to just be going to school every day and not having to feel like we're out of the ordinary because we're a different color. And I don't want them to feel out of the ordinary when they come in BSU and they're like the only white person at BSU. You know what I'm saying? Just, I don't want you to feel the same way that I'm feeling. That's why we're trying to change it. The idea of having someone that looks like you and that you can sort of just like you can connect with all the all the black kids hang out with all the black kids and stuff like that you know because there aren't many of us there are many of us so <laughs> we stay we stay together and i'm always trying to like put forth is how to like connect with people that don't look like you and what to what to say and what to ask like when people ask me like if they can touch my hair or like if i take down my braids and they're like how did your hair grow the next day like things like that so you don't have to be my friend so that's why like don't misinterpret what i'm saying like i'm not saying people have to be our friends or we have to hang out with one another but i'm saying like knowing how to communicate with each other knowing what things to ask and not like not knowing what things not to ask and you know stuff like that it would be nice if everyone knew how to communicate with one another the way you take in the people for the French exchange student, take in us, you know, take in the fact that there's LSU, there's BSU, there's a whole bunch of things. And just like she said, just be nice, get out of your cliques, reach into some other people's stuff, go to people's clubs. They're not doing anything but completely denying the fact that there isn't, there is even anything to be fixed or anything to change. That's where the real problem lies. And lastly, don't be scared. Come up to us. I promise yeah, you, like, I might have a mean face. Okay, I might, because I might just don't want to be at school, period. But I promise you, once you talk to me, I'll let out a smile. <laughs> this is Diverse Voices. Visit our website, mustangmorningnews.com slash podcasts. And check out our Instagram, at mustangmorningnews. This episode was produced by me, Maya Hernandez, Molly Roskin, and Tulu Shams. Thank you.